listening to another great podcast on the Stoplight Network. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 716. We're at MacStock 2018. Yay! And welcome to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number uh, 716. I just said it. You did. And just forgot about it. (laughs) It happens. Oh, man. It has been... It has been a long couple of days. It really, really has. I'm here. I'm here with uh, with Tim Robertson and his his daughter Brooke. Hmm. She's kind of lounging back. Yeah, she's kind of taking it easy. Yeah, I don't blame her. Yeah, you know, it's odd. She seems to have this attitude. You know, who would have guessed teenagers with attitudes? I know, especially my daughter. I know. How weird is that? Strange. So you guys are actually leaving in a little while. Yeah, you're going to a music store. Sam Ash. Brooke Sam is Ash. a musician. Yeah, you play like multiple instruments, don't you? Get up on the mic, bro. Well, actually, I don't have a microphone, so. Okay, so. So you can say. She just nod. She plays drums. Mm -hmm. Really good at drums. Plays uh, guitar, plays bass, and plays keyboard. Wow. Yeah. So there's a few things she needs. She needs like a sleeve for her drumstick, so when she's playing and she drops one, she can pull one out. She's a couple, I don't know what it's called. What's it called? (laughs) Stick bag. Stick bag. Stick bag. See, if this we weren't at MaxDoc, we could call this episode Stick Bag. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be fun. Well, uh, it does. do you have a particular instrument that, you're, that you like better than others? Drums. Like drums the she best? She likes drums, yeah. yeah. And she's got a set of drums from school sitting up in her bedroom right now. So I can testify that she likes to play the drums. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Likes to play them a lot. It's fun to listen to her, knowing how far she's coming a relatively short amount of time. She got a uh, electric guitar for her birthday mm-hmm. just a few months ago, about a month ago now, isn't it? No, what acoustic, kind of music? sorry, uh, not a, it was uh, an acoustic, not an electric. She already had an electric guitar. Um, what was it? It was a Fender, wasn't it? I got you. Yeah, Fender, Fender acoustic. Yeah. You know, I have an uncle who used to sell both Gibson Epiphone and Fender guitars. I thought, I thought you were going to say you had an uncle whose name was Fender Acoustic. No, which but was he weird. Got, he got he got fired from all three companies for, yeah. for one reason or another. He actually he was working for uh, Gibson. He was stealing frets. No, no, he was like the Northeast rep for Gibson, and gotcha. would do lots of like go to music stores and do product demos of the latest guitars and stuff. Like he was a jazz jazz guitarist. Gotcha. And uh, he was at a Christmas party. Uh, Ted. McCarthy, I think, was the president of Epiphone, and they had the year before bought, I'm sorry, uh, Gibson, the year before had bought Epiphone. And so Andy, my Uncle Andy, was also repping for Epiphone, and that was like a banner year. The first year they had like decent, a decent sales presence, their, their sales went through the roof. Hmm. So at their, they're at this Christmas party, and, this is, and he's talking to the president of Gibson, and makes, makes kind of an offhand comment like, yeah, well, if sales for Epiphone keeps going so strong, maybe they'll buy out Gibson, and that didn't didn't go over that well. didn't go over really well. <laughs> so he ended up he ended up getting fired, and not for the first time wow. from uh, from happens. Gibson, and then went to work for CBS Fender while CBS owned Fender yeah. for a while. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, he 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 passed away many many years ago. Gotcha. But he was 
He was um, he was my favorite uncle. He was yeah. so much fun. I had one like that. Was called his name was Uncle John. He had a great sense of humor. Always never treated me like a kid. Right. Would tell me jokes that were probably inappropriate for a ten year old. But I loved him even yeah. more for it. Well, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got lots of nieces and nephews, and I'm the fun uncle. So I know, frightening, very, very frightening that so they would today, even give me access to their children. Today is day two. It is. Yeah, last we're, we're, we're going to go back Max to Maxdoc, I guess. Yeah, might as well. Quickly. So we did yesterday, we did the, uh, the My the game Mac show. quiz. Right. Or quiz, uh, game show, yeah. I'm tired. I know, I am too. Yeah. I don't well, know why. You got, what day did you, you guys left Friday? Yeah, we got in Friday. And so you drove from Battle Creek yep. right to here? Yeah, pretty much. Well, not to here. We went to the hotel. Right. There was nothing to do here. Yeah, right. yeah. It was just a setting empty, up. empty college. Yeah. Uh, and then you met you met your other daughter, one of your other daughters. Yeah, she came to the show yesterday specifically to watch the MyMac uh, game show. Uh, they didn't raise their hand to participate. Probably just as well. Yeah, probably. And uh, it was more about getting to know her boyfriend a little bit better, I think. Yeah, that's got to be a fun experience. Yeah. And uh, you can listen to Tech Fan this week to hear what he sounds like because I had uh, both Brooke, Rachel, and Michael on Tech Fan. And um, do you already have that posted? Or no, is that still being I still have to put it together. Okay. Um. So this was last night. We went out downtown Woodstock, the th- four of us, to have dinner. Oh, and did you go to the anime store that that? Uh, yeah, we did. We, yeah, in fact, Brooke bought something. Oh, what did you get? Deck of cards. Nice. Yeah. So Rachel texted me at nine o'clock last night. Made it back to Chicago. Had fun today. Love you. I said, "Love you too, kiddo." Mm, Fifty minutes later, do you like Michael? <laughs> so she was what fishing 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 to find out how dad felt about michael yeah so i said hell no <laughs> well i had i had two sons no, i had I two so i didn't have any daughters it's different and it is it is and i can based on the reaction that i got from some of the uh the young women that i went out with um and their fathers i i can't imagine it's probably not a whole lot of fun no well yeah, it's not. Yeah. So that was fun. You got to go. I, we got to go and have some dinner and kind of relax and talk. And it was okay food. What was the name of the place? Do you remember? DC I don't. DC what? Cubs. Cubs? Yeah, uh, it doesn't sound right. It was something downtown Woodstock. It was fun. Nice time. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I really, really like this area. And the weird thing, and I know this is completely off topic from... From just driving around through like some of the neighborhoods and yeah. stuff, the architecture here is just so different from what it looks like in you know the the DC area that I live in. Well, see, to me, it, this is very familiar. It's pretty much the same as where we live. The houses look about the same. The scenery looks the same. Same amount of greenery. I don't feel like I'm anywhere different other than where I already live. It looks very different for me. Yeah. Well, I've been to your area. And yeah. yeah. It's definitely different. Uh, it's a nice area. It's a this is a nice convention center, or well, it's not. It's conference center to hold this event. Not too if big. If it not grows, too small. it's not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it here. And Mike, um, I, I had a nice long conversation with Mike Potter last night, and you know he's really going to be 
concentrating on growing this show. That's what right. he wants to do. I think that's fantastic. It is a good idea. Uh, but there's a lot of work to be done. And I do think that this year seems bigger. Not significantly so, but it feels bigger. Well, it just feels like there's more people yeah. here. And uh, just based on the lunch line. Yes, right. <laughs> from yesterday. Well, of course, you and I got in that got lunch right. line. Got right in. Looks like they're having pasta today. Brooke and I are not going to hang out for pasta. Taco was okay yesterday. Yeah. It was all right. But they had, they had that yesterday, like the taco yep. fajitas kind but of thing. But Brooke and I are going to go to Panda Express. That's our guilty pleasure. That's like your, your, your go-to. I, lo- I love Panda Express. Can't help it. But the, one of the cool things about this conference is that, you know, you buy you buy a ticket, and this year with the coupon code, it was only one hundred seventy nine dollars. Yeah. Which for a two day conference, and you've been to a lot of conferences. Sure. For a two day conference, that's like nothing. That's ridiculously low. Here's my issue with this conference: there's no expo part of it. So yeah, you're either when when you're taking the break and you're coming down and you're if they don't have a talk that you're really interested in coming next or a deeper dive there's nothing to do except i my podcast well, yeah. and they and you know they've got the swap meet and it's pretty cool i wish i'd have brought some stuff to give away i keep meaning to and i forgot both years now um well you just didn't have room in the car i've got sequoia i've got room <laughs> um he said I, sarcastically yeah. um they need this need i'm not saying it, it needs has a to be presence it, it just needs to have something out here to do a couple vendors to showing some products and it is a captive audience so it's a perfect opportunity the only company that's done that so far really is owbc the last three years they didn't do it this year Uh, although i did talk to larry o'connor because he participated in the mymac quiz (laughs) at kind Uh, of last minute well he, well, it was intended for him to be there. Right. We just didn't think it was going to happen. Right. And so Robo Larry came out, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> and ne- neither you nor I were expecting it. Well, I had seen the test, and it was choppy, and it didn't look like it was going to happen. So right. they got that figured out, and he came out. And so we had four people. Right. Um, and that was fun, though. It was a little chaotic. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's the My Mac game show. Yeah. We'll figure out, tighten it up a little bit. Yeah, maybe next year. I, I like this format better. Though. Yeah, you know where we've got the VIP on the stage answering the question for the audience member, and the audience member just has to say if they believe them or not. Right? Are they right or are they wrong? Are they lying to you? Or are they telling the truth? Um, I was kind of surprised that most of the time they were telling the truth. Yeah, I was kind of hoping they would be more along. They would try to trick right they would go into a little well, bit actually robo larry did he yep. did yes, try he a did. couple times yeah. well so did uh bob. no bob actually went with the correct answer every time if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken uh, barry barry yeah purposely a couple times went with the wrong answer uh and we didn't have all winners in the audience everybody got the prize yeah it didn't ma- i mean we, but i think three people actually no we don't care it's the event it's right. the fun um but I think three people actually got were the wrong incorrect. Answer. Yeah, yeah. It and was they fun. got the same prize they would have yeah. gotten yeah. if they'd been right or wrong. It was fun. I liked it, uh, but it was it was still a little bit chaotic. I, I like a little bit more structure. Yeah, yeah. The questions were a little bit longer than I think lends itself well to this. Well, I'll I'll talk to that person. Yeah, we'll get on him. Get him to spell right a couple words. R what? R what? R W. H A T. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right, right. If only somebody who had put the keynote together had seen that. Yeah, I heard that guy did it in like an hour and said that's good enough. <laughs> but no, it was, it's was. it been a good event. Um, I'd like to see it expand, honestly. Uh, and I don't mean just attendees. I, obviously, we would like to see more attendees. Sure. But it's got to have m- more out here, more vendors showing up. Even if it's vendors sh- sending... What what, a, what about a slideshow that's going on out here, or yeah. a looping big screen video that you can see the sponsors and their products and well, and you know you could even have because I mean they've got a lot of volunteers here. Sure, uh, you could even have for like very little cost to a sponsor one of the volunteers kind of just man man the booth man the booth yeah, and the only time they'd really have to do it is is breaks and in lunch. between breaks and lunchtime yeah. It, I think it would be worthwhile to some companies to do that. Uh, yeah, send promo promo notes. material and maybe you know just a, a couple of giveaways to, yeah. to topics get notes. Over. They sent a whole bunch of products for giveaway. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking. I, I think it looks kind of cool, but I don't know why I need that over notes on my computer or Evernote that I already have or L Dropbox for that matter. I've mostly just been using notes. I have been too. It's. It's on my Mac. It's yeah. on my phone. And the on ones that I don't necessarily want other people to see, if somehow or another they got a hold of, of my stuff, is you just lock them. Put a yeah. password on them. Yeah. That's pretty simple. Yeah. And that's what I like, simple. So what do you think about the event so far? I haven't really seen that much yeah, of it. You've been sitting out here. <laughs> yeah, well, apartment. I mean, I got, here, I got here yesterday morning, and I broke out all the gear, and some of it, I probably won't use again. Like I, I didn't even get a chance to use the headphone one. Right. And honestly, I don't really need it. And it wasn't. It sounded like a good idea. Yeah, but it's kind of superfluous because you're literally sitting right here. Right. Here, I'll take a picture of Guy, and he can use it as the uh, album artwork. And I'll text that over to you so you can okay. use that as your album artwork for this episode of the My Mac Podcast. Oh, the My Podcast. Mac Podcast, number 276. No, it's 716. 716, like yeah. yeah. Do you want an email or text? doesn't matter. Either way. All right, I'm going to text it to you. Okay. Yeah, I can I can just pull it out. Have you had a good time while you've been here? She's nodding her head. I think, did I send you that to the, did you get my still doing Uber guy text? I don't think so. See, I'm thinking I might have sent it to the wrong one. Here, you I'm, must know a lot of people named What Guy. I'm doing is I'm airdropping it to you. Okay. So you have to pull out your phone and say, yes, I'll take this airdrop for Tim. Airdrop is pretty cool. You ever use it? Uh, I don't think so. Have you ever used it? I don't think so. So you should get a notification on your phone saying that I'm trying. Yep. Yeah, and it's boom. Look how much faster that is. Yeah, and it's got a good shot of uh, my gut. <laughs> and uh and some of the gear some of it has worked out really well i like i like the microphones that i have i think the microphone they sound pretty good dynamic mics yeah they're pretty nice and um uh and you know this is a lecture voice all the other ones are sennheisers and uh part of the reason why i put together this many microphones is a couple years back i had uh dave hamilton from the mac geek gap on yeah and then at the last minute, John came over and wanted to come on too. And I was using an Alesis uh, Multimix 4. So right. I only had two XLR inputs. inputs. So last minute, and it, it worked out because I was able to put those two together with a USB microphone through loopback and you know record everything at the same time on GarageBand. 
But it was like, you know, maybe I should just get it so that I can record up to four people at a time. Sure. And if I don't include all of these headphones, which I don't think I'm going to need, then that'll be a lot less space that I have to make, you know, account for in uh, the, the huge backpack that I have under here, underneath the table. Well, I did a, a tech fan with, like I said earlier, with Brooke and right. Rachel and Michael. And I showed the guy my... Right? No, it wasn't a condenser. Well, yeah, it was a USB. Yeah, a condenser. Yeah. Um, and I showed Guy my impressive setup, which is my laptop, the microphone going into the laptop, and that's it. Right. <laughs> and then I haven't listened to it back yet, but I know it came out yeah, pretty good. It'll be fine. It's a little Razer something microphone that I got for review. Mm-hmm. It actually has pretty good sound for what it is. Pretty, I mean, it's a cheap mic. Well, it's it's geared toward gamers that are doing, yes. you know, like on Twitch and, right. and some of those platforms. Yep. And but for podcasting, you just sit yeah. up there and start talking, and it'll pick it up. Well, that's there's a, a reason why I like dynamic mics over condenser mics is they just they have better noise rejection. Yeah. So, you won't hear a lot of stuff in the background if you. Well, gotta, you will when this place is filled up. I don't care no, no, what no, kind but of I mean, like, you have. I, you know, the coffee machine over there or the pot machine. Right. You're not going to hear that. No. Um, no. So it's pretty dynamic and quiet at the same time which is good um do you is this what you use at home at well at home i actually have i i use the the little brother to the umc 404 Uh, it's the umc 204 which only has two xlr inputs you don't need bus power yeah so i mean if i really wanted to condense this down and just set it up for two microphones which could easily do then I would use the 204, and I wouldn't even have to plug that into power. That would just go right into the laptop and, and use USB power. Remember uh, Macworld Expos where we'd have our phone and a microphone plugged into it? Yeah. Walking around to different booths, and I like that. That was fun. We it got was some fun. really good content. And if you go back and listen to some of those old My Mac and TechCan right. episodes, they were entertaining. We'd go right up to the booth and talk to the people there, and they'd talk about the product. We'd be in and out in 10 minutes, and... We'd assemble it that night, and that night it would be up online. You know, a funny story related to that. I had a, it was an ATR2100 Audio-Technica USB mic, and I had Apple's uh, 30, Brooke at the is, time, 30-pin. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we must be boring, boring her. 30-pin to she USB. She said you are. Oh, I She didn't say me. we are. Well, you know why? Because <laughs> you're taking her to Sam Ashley. That's right. So yeah. she has, to, you, you have to stay on yeah. her. She has to stay on your good side. That's right. But the, Mr. The, Moneybags over the here. The 30-pin to USB connector. Right. Connector. I had that connected to my iPhone, and I had the, the microphone connected yeah, I remember. to that. But it didn't work because the iPhone didn't put out enough power yeah, it for the microphone. Yeah, five volts. Right. So Blue Microphone actually gave me something that I could use to yeah. work. And I, I, every single, almost every single thing I did while I was there that year, I, I mentioned them because I was just so grateful. You're using their mic, yeah. And I think they were surprised when I actually brought it back at the end of the show. I found them. Wow. I was like, okay, here's your mic. And they were like, Really? What, you're giving that back? <laughs> Did you spit on it? No. No. <laughs> now you can keep it. Um, oh, you mean like spit? No, not spit. No, what just talking. Other things, yeah. Um, that's what I'm kind of talking about, the the more to do. Mm-hmm. That's what MaxTalk needs. But you know what? And, you know, we're going to end this in just a second. Um, one of the things that I've found, is I've had a lot of people come up to me. Yeah that see all this gear yep. and want to talk about it. Sure. People that either are podcasters or want to be podcasters, asking about setups, asking about hardware. So, so a company like Blue 
uh, right. companies like Audio Technica. You know, the the uh, hell, Behringer should be paying me for how much I've been talking about their yeah. gear since I've been here. This would be a great little show for them to to demo some of their stuff and send it to you and let you get up there and and talk about it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, obviously, this. It was all about productivity this year. Yeah. Except for our part, where pretty much the opposite of productivity. Yeah, it was, it was the, what would be the opposite of productivity? Uh, sloth? Sloth, yeah. <laughs> the My Mac Game Show Sloth. Yes. Um, I, I don't know if I like it, it being themed, because if I'm not interested in that theme, the chances of me going to that show diminishes. Well, at the same time, it's not really that different from previous years because some of the talks that I've seen and well I've only seen a couple but the, the the descriptions of the talks that I've seen aren't that different from the talks that I've seen in previous years true but I mean like last year we had the really cool photography one mm-hmm. followed by David talking about mini microcomputers and you know we did the game show again last year right did we do it at the end of the day or was that at, it was right after lunch right after like lunch the, That's what it I was thought. basically it was at the same time that you used to do the round table the round table yeah i i think it's best at the end of the day or the first day yeah you know it's a good end cap and go out on a high note and get ready for tomorrow yeah so plus people get stuff they did we gave a lot of stuff away we did. from owbc uh, from McAlley, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff from McAlley for some reason. Yep, I forgot to give away a uh, Pixelmator Pro. I had a license to give away, and I forgot. And Bob Levitas, we gave away two copies of Bob's book, and he's walking over right now. Oh, are, we, are we live? We, well, well, not on Facebook. We're just we're live to take recording, uh, recording a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Last night I spent uh, oh probably an hour sitting outside of the hotel just talking to bob we were lying to each other about everything of course yeah like that's how we, it works like when we were riding rhinos through the amazon and <laughs> yeah because those those amazon rhinos they're pretty they're pretty badass they are yeah you gotta really it's hard to catch them <laughs> yeah you gotta really you gotta look. really yeah <laughs> you have to really want to find an amazon rhino yes. <laughs> Look it up. It's a real thing. A real Look thing. it up. Yeah, you get it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't qualify for Prime shipping. No, it does not. There is no free shipping for Amazon Rhinos on Prime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think, speaking of high notes, I think that's going to do it for this segment. So, uh, Tim, thanks for stopping in. It's fun. I appreciate it. And uh, everyone, stand by to Stand by. Uh, I will have some more segments before this day is done, and we will see. Well, uh, we will be right back. Get it out. Try it. If at first you don't get what the show is about, don't worry. They don't either. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. This is the center section. Yeah, I did DJ voice and all the rest of that. So uh, I'm here. Now, the last section, of course, I had I had Tim Robertson. And by proxy, his daughter, Brooke. <laughs> this time I have uh, Mr. Bob Levitis. Now, we did some live casting stuff yesterday, Bob, which sort of worked. 
Uh, I, I never went and looked at it, but I, the part I watched, the first few minutes, looked good. Yeah, it, it seems like the, the, the bigger problem was bandwidth as compared to yeah. um, the... Um, I think what we, you know, I, you know, I, <laughs> like, get close to I the think, microphone. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're good. We're good. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I get lost and confused. Lost in translation. Lost and confused. Yes. Very much so. So yeah. So we did We did a live cast yesterday using Boeing software's Mimo live. And uh, fortunately we had, we had Oliver here. To kind of walk us through some of the, I won't say technical difficulties because the way I had it set up would work, but he was like, "Oh, if you do it, oh, wait, I need a German accent. German accent, right? If you can do it like this instead, it will work much better." So you know, he walked us. That was a terrible German accent. He walked us through it. And I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> that's fine. It, I I I know my limitations. I'm being polite. So, um, so yeah. And other than other than bandwidth problems, where it just Every once in a while, you would just, the whole side of the screen that Mimo Live has to monitor how you're doing online, it, it, it lit was up like, like a Star Christmas Trek. tree. Yeah. yeah, it was like red alert. I kept <laughs> seeing it out of the corner of my eye and thinking, oh, that can't be good. No, because I know what those. You know, I use yeah. the, I use Mimo Live too, so yes. I know when you see those light up that something not good is something going on. Not good is going it's on. It's telling you your bandwidth is constrained. Is, <laughs> yeah, constrained. I think is a very very good and polite word. So uh, this was your first time to Mac yes, Talk, and you did the keynote. I did yesterday. Yes, and you did a presentation yesterday. No, today. You're doing it. Today. I'm doing two of them today. Okay, I did one already, and I'm doing you, another you one. Can see all this gear I have out here. Yes, and I spent probably most of yesterday setting trying, up. Yeah, trying to get everything. To I work. saw. I saw. Oh, so, but that's a lot of gear. I mean, you've got four microphones, four headsets. It's, it's a lot of things, and uh, two mixers. It's a lot of stuff to. Yeah, up. I never got the headphones to work, and I'll probably not do that again, because honestly, if you're at a table, well, there's like no this, need for it if you no can hear each other. If right. you know, and there's there's no need to isolate your voice from mine. We're far enough apart, and we're off axis, so there shouldn't right. be a lot of bleed. Much well, more comfortable without well, like headphones. When we, when we first started, I, I had them on. Yeah, you monitor it to make sure that the levels sound right and that right. you're not hearing any crackling or anything, and then you don't need them anymore. Yeah, no, when right. I record at home, I put them on for the first couple seconds, make sure everything's good, mm -hmm. and then unless I'm playing along with a track where I have to have them on, if right. I'm just doing voice stuff, I never have headphones on. I don't want to monitor my own voice in real time while I'm speaking. Because it freaks me out. Yeah. There's a tiny delay. That latency. And it just, you know, it's like I feel like I should stop at the end of sentences and wait for it to catch up. You know what's weird? I, I, refer, that, I refer to that as latency drunk. Because <laughs> if you listen to yourself, even if it's as little as like 200 milliseconds, one-fifth of a second, you start to sound like this. Because as you're speaking, you're hearing your voice in your head instantaneously. But and then you're hearing it again, like a again. ghost. Yeah, and it, a fraction of a second later. It just yep. makes you stop, and it, it, yeah, it doesn't work out well. Yeah, I'm, and I, you know, the thing is, I live in Texas, so it's always hot. Yeah, and wearing headphones is hot. You know, it is. it's like I just assume not. <laughs> and you can't really, you know, I would, I'd be okay with monitoring with earbuds if you could, but you can't. Bluetooth is not 
designed for yeah. monitoring in real time. No, no. As that makes fact, it so much worse. It's, it's even worse than having like analog connected headphones. Oh yeah. So not only now are you, you got dealing, a new you got a new delay. <laughs> not only are you dealing with the delay from whatever recording software that you have, you're also now dealing with the delay. From, from Bluetooth. From Bluetooth. Now, one thing that, you know, I've, I've got this, hey, I've got this Behringer UMC 404 HD under $100 on Amazon. Go and check it out. It has a, a headphone jack, and you can monitor latency-free from this unit. But, again, if everyone is sitting here at this table, you don't need to even you have the headphones You don't even on. need that. Yeah, you'd only really need the headphones. Like if, if Skype. Well, yeah, or if you've got to be, on, if, if the ambient noise is high and you've got to be close on the mic, right. then you want to hear the other guy talk. If you know, that's ambient, then I would be right up here in proximity to the microphone. <laughs> oh, it's crackling, it's crackling. So, uh, what is your talk going to be about today? Um, I don't know. No, I'm kidding. It it's, uh, it's what I always talk about, productivity. It's, right. This is going to be the deep dive. This morning I did 10 tips in 20 minutes. Right. So I kind of uh, foreshadowed the, the kinds of things that I'm going to do in the afternoon. What I'll do in the afternoon is expound a little more on uh, probably five or six of them. We'll see how much time we have. I, I, the plan is five. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, some of them don't bear a lot of talking. Some of them, like, uh, a to-do list is not a plan. There's not no. much more to say. You yeah. know, that's just a standalone tip. So I'm done. You, you've got a to-do list where it's going to tell you things to do. So that's kind of what that is. Right. But not what order to do them or how much time they take. Or <laughs> I mean, it's just a to-do list. to-do list is not a plan, and a plan is not a to-do list. Right. And, and you need both. You know, you it's do. like I have to-do lists, but now I keep them in reminders. And only things that go in there are long-term. If I don't want to do it this week or month, it goes in the to-do list for later. Then I can go through there and, you know, pick stuff out and, and revive it. But every day I have a plan. It's a whole different thing from the, the to-do list. The plan tells me by the hour what work I should be doing so well, that I can stay on track. For, for the deeper dive, do you have, like, notes that, uh, that, that you have that you're going to go through? as, as Yeah, I have, a, I have a slideshow, a uh, slide deck, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's all, all kind of pre-recorded. I've got my. I use the presenter's notes in Keynote, so everything I'm going to say is down at the bottom of the screen. I just kind of start it up, and I, I leave my. I don't write like copy. I write bullets and and you know talk about this. Or, um, don't forget to mention this on this slide, and I just vamp. You know, most of it is is I wing it the whole way because. A lot of these people. Well, a lot too. of these people have seen me do this before. They've seen my either my um, webinar or they've come to one of my workshops or something. And if I did it from a script, it would be the same every time. Right. It's like this way. Really, something I only write stuff to remind me what not to forget, and and I can look at the slide and go, okay, I know what I want to say about snippets, or I, want, I know what I want. I want to demo here. I'm going to demo some stuff. Maybe we'll see. Yep. I hate doing live demos. In fact, I think for this presentation, I have two, two screen movies instead of doing live demos. Because you know that's going to go well. Because I know they'll work, right, because <laughs> they're perfect, because I made them. Yeah, otherwise it's like, okay, and then it's going, oh, wait, it didn't do that. <laughs> it was supposed to do yeah, this. Yeah, I know. And that, uh, you know, just trust me that when you do this, this will usually happen, okay? Yeah. 
Yeah. I hate that. So I try to keep the live demos. I try to keep the live demos to a minimum, <laughs> even if stuff is simple as snippets. Because for some reason, when I demo snippets in front of a crowd, they don't trigger. I right. type the letters and I go, "What? Come on!" Well, I, the very first year that Max, I was the very first presenter for Max Stock back four years ago. Uh-huh. And I had done this whole keynote presentation, and it had music that was supposed to come in at a certain time, and these slides that were going to slide in and out and do all this cool stuff. And part of it was, um, I don't, you haven't met him. Uh, my partner in crime for this podcast is uh, Gary Gazmaz Malpass, and he was here for that first show. And so I was going to introduce him, and I had this, this whole big thing set up to do it, and I was, I was getting ready to trigger it because I was going to bring him on stage, and I turned and I looked at the screen, and it had already done it all. And it was like, oh, son of a bitch. What am, what am I going to do now? I was like, all right, here's Gary. Here, come on out here. No, you know what you do? You walk out on stage and you go, I know you just saw that, but you're going to see it again because yeah. it's really good. It's and here, so great. And louder. And, because and we're going to turn it up to 11 this time. Loudness makes it better. Right. That's how that works. Ask Spinal Tap. Yeah. Turn it to 11. Ah, so you're now you're leaving tomorrow morning, going back to yes. Texas. Uh, what's what's next in the, in the world of uh, Doctor Max? So I'm working on uh, Mojave for Dummies and mm-hmm. iPhone for Dummies 12th edition. So and that's with a publisher. Yeah, that's for Wiley. Uh, it's a, their Dummies books, and you know the thing is, I've done them for so long, I, I I I feel obligated to keep updating them, even though they don't sell that well anymore. And it's probably I could probably do something more productive with that time right then update these books for the umpteenth time but they're mine you know right. i got my name on them and they're my babies they look right without your name on well them. they're my kids you know i i, I raised them up from 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 <laughs> seedlings and, and it, it at some point i'll have to i mean at some point i'm gonna want to retire i mean yeah. i'm 63 years old i'm thinking yeah I'm yeah a few more years i'm probably not gonna want to do that so much but for now... Well, you'll go to the shows like this just for the fun. Oh, this I would do even if I were retired, of course. Yeah. Of course. But stuff like, you know, revising a book for the 14th time, that I think I can cut out at some point. And, you know... But have, have you, just out of curiosity, have you tried your hand at fiction? No. Um, Is that something that interests you or... Not really. I, I have, actually. I took, I took a couple of fiction writing classes and I wanted, I wanted to try screenplay at, at one point, a fiction screenplay. And I've done it, and it's not my thing. It's like, it, I thought I would enjoy making up stories right. and not knowing what, what the character's going to do next and then getting to decide. But most of the time, I just sat there looking at the screen, not, not being able to come up with how the story should progress. And I know all the techniques you're supposed to visualize, yeah. and playing in a movie on the wall. But I'd sit there and go, you know, I really like writing about stuff where I can just express my opinion. Well, so I, that's the thing is, I, I think I'm more of a critic or a reviewer than a, a long-form writer. But most of my books are a lot of little critical right. essays, you know. Well, I wrote, I wrote a, a book a number of years ago. Uh, actually, it was like around 2000s when I wrote, wrote it the first time. And as time has gone on, it's, it, it's been rewritten here and there. And it, um, it was never very good. Uh, it was called Fiction? The, oh, yeah, yeah. It was called The Maltese Cube. So it was like a ripoff of the Maltese Falcon, and it was a story revolving around the um, uh, the, the Mac Cube, and peop- it was industrial espionage and murder and all this stuff, and it sounded in my head a lot better. Then it came than out. It came out, 
And oh. it, it had like this film noir Humphrey Bogart like protagonist and it was fun to write and but every single time I read it back to myself and, and I actually I self-published it you can get it on Amazon if you're interested um, but I read it back now and as I'm reading through it it's like ooh there's a cringe moment oh there's another one oh, oh yeah my God. well uh, I've got like two others in the works right now and I'm stuck on both of them one of them uh, is well it, it doesn't matter uh, you know so I, but I, I get in this I've got like 80 90 pages written and then, and then you I hit just, the wall. And then I they hit call the it hitting the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a common thing. It's, I know how they, it's going to end. I just don't know how to get there. They teach you this in school. It's yeah. like, when that happens, go do something else. Yeah, well, and maybe else has, take, has taken up like nine months to a year now. Oh, well, then you're not doing it right. No, the idea, the idea right. though, is that you should go away from it for a while, and right. then it'll pop in your head when the time is right. You know, you'll, your mind will be figuring yeah. it out. And then at one, sometime in the future, you'll go, oh, gosh, I know how to do it now. Well, I'm but if you sit there in front of it trying to force it out, it, it's it like you can't out. do it. Yeah. I'm and it's frustrating. Now that my kids are, are grown and gone, that I'll have more time to do these kinds of things. Um, I'm, unfortunately, I'm still working a full-time job, which takes up a lot of my time. A lot, a lot of, of your time. time, yeah. So, uh, See, I'm incapable of having a full-time job. I always I tell my bosses to fo or you know something, but yeah, uh, I, I could end up in federal prison if I tried. That. I get fired <laughs> a lot, so I, I have to be self unemployed, <laughs> and happily happily self unemployed. Well, and I'm a solopreneur, which is because I, if I'm not getting fired, I'm firing own, other people. Bad boss. No, I'm the best. That's what being a solopreneur <laughs> is about. No meetings. I meet with myself, you know. Which copy do you like better, A or B? Well, oh, you're asking me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like both. Uh, do you, do you ever that? argue with yourself over it? I do. When, when I'm doing like A-B testing, I'll look right. at it and I'll go, well, which one do I think is good? Which one? Because before I test stuff, I always try to predict the winner just for kicks. And I'll look at them and I'll go, oh, this one's going to do better. It's got a girl. You know, it's got, and I'm trying to appeal to guys, so. Right. Traditionally, a girl in the picture is going to do better, you know? No, you know what? That's a sexist attitude. I think the guy won because it's a more interesting picture. No, girls are girls, you know? So I do. I have these conversations with myself all the time. It sells me every time. Conversations with myself are a common thing. And a lot of times when I'm writing something like for my column, I'll stop and I'll go, do I want to say it that way or is there a way that I could, you know, like kill two birds with one stone or give more context or no that sentence isn't terrible but it could be better but it it isn't awful bad it's just not great yeah it's not great but you don't have time to do it again well give me five yeah if i take five more minutes i can really it'll work it'll work i have these all all day long not out loud but in my head i'm always arguing with myself over stuff like that is the headline good it doesn't matter because they're going to change it anyway. But so does your wife come by every once in a while and go, why are you twitching? No, she's, uh, over the years she has learned that if my fingers are anywhere near the keyboard, don't she shouldn't even come you. in the door. No, it's <laughs> like, I, I don't like closing the door to my office because I feel like that's rude to her. But I've instructed her over the years, if, I'm, if my fingers are moving on the keyboard, no matter what it looks like, I'm working. And if you interrupt me, I will be upset. If you really need me, I, I have a pad and a pencil on the door. 
You can leave a note, and as soon as I'm done, I will come find you and do whatever it is that needs doing. <laughs> but if you walk in here talking while I'm in the middle of a word, right. I will probably throw something at you. I will certainly scream at you <laughs> because it's the worst thing you can do. And I, I say, yeah, I say, you, you got to understand. This is my only office. I don't want to rent space somewhere so I can have quiet. Right. And I don't want to close the door so that you can't see me or I can't see you or the dog can't come in and out. So we've, we've worked it out to the point where she can walk by the office and not be tempted to come in and bother me if my fingers are on the keyboard. The only time now, if I'm leaning back like this, it's fine because I'm not really working. I'm thinking, but you can interrupt my thinking. But when I'm trying to, you know, hit a word count, when I'm trying right. to finish 750 words by noon, then I don't want to be disturbed. And she gets that. But it took a long time. I mean, we had, I've always worked at home, so it just took a long time for her to, for it to sink in. My kids were easier. I don't know why. They were gone most of the day anyway, because they right. were at school. But, cool. but even so, they were pretty, they were pretty, uh. Yeah, I think they understood that Daddy didn't want to be bothered when his fingers were doing that thing on the thing, and they were good about it. Yeah, the only time I actually close the door is when I'm podcasting. Me too. When I'm recording anything, I close the door, and I've got a big sign that says, Recording in Progress, yeah. Silence, Please. Nobody pays attention to it. No. And, you know, I always end up editing out trucks, and, you know, the air conditioner kicked on, and I forgot to turn that off. Well, for, I live on a, on a cul-de-sac, so we have, like, no traffic oh, that's nice. in our neighborhood. Because I can hear if the UPS or FedEx truck pulls up in front of the house, I hear it on the mic. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, for me, I leave it in most of the time because only I hear it. You know, right. Most people aren't going to notice it. But And even if it's there. It's not loud enough to be yeah. a problem, but... I do close the door so that we have like a cuckoo clock in the house. <laughs> and every once in a while, I'll be watching something I've recorded or listening to something I've recorded, and you I'll hear the spikes. No, I hear the cuckoo clock in the in the distant background going cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. <laughs> so I close the door. I stop the cuckoo clock from it ticks too. Yeah. And and if I'm using is uh, it in your office? No, it's just outside though. And okay. if I'm using a, a sensitive mic, if I'm using a, a condenser mic, it picks it up. Sure. It picks it up almost clear as a bell. Well, you you were telling me your usual mic is a Shure. Yeah, I use an SM58. I love that mic because it, it's rock solid. It's rock. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, they're indestructible as first, but more than that, it just gives my uh, uh, such a nice mellow bottom to my voice. It's hard to overdrive it. You know, I yeah. can I can get right up on it if I need to, or I can talk from here and I still get good results. But if I'm back here, you're not also getting the clock ticking and yeah. the air conditioner. The Shure. I can actually run a window air conditioner and, and in my office. Pick it's picking up, but it's white noise. You know, it's it's so steady and so quiet. Well, do you have uh, do you have like um, equalizer settings or whatever that blocks out certain frequencies for that? No, no. So you just rip, let it. Rip? I let it rip because it's across the room and the mic is facing the other direction, and you know the SM58 rejects yeah. from the. It's got good. Uh, rear and side rejection. Rear and side rejection, right. So I don't get much of it. I thought I'd have to turn the air conditioner off, which would be miserable in the oh, summer. Yeah. But um, I recorded a bunch of uh, a bunch of lessons and stuff, and nobody's noticed. I mean, I notice because I know what it sounds like, but it's right. just a, it's a floor. You know, there's a little white noise floor. But because I'm close proximity to the mic, 
you don't hear much of it. Yeah, well, we can, you can, if, the closer you are to the mic, the less gain you need. And right. The less gain you need, the less, the less other stuff's coming have, in. Right. Even even from the front. Well, and I try when I record. I've got that uh, blue desktop microphone stand. Yeah. So I put the mic right where I want it, and it stays right there. So if I'm if I'm sitting still, I'm never more than two inches from the mic. I'm not. It's not like a lot of people when they when they podcast. Get a foot from the mic and move their faces back and right. forth, well, left that's and when right. You got to start adding compression and all the rest of that. <clears throat> all the stuff that Dave does. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's too much work for Let's me. Let's pick I'm... on Dave Hamilton since he's not here. Well, he's just so picky. <laughs> he's so picky. He, he wants hel- actually. He has helped me out many, many times. Well, he is the master of fast production. You know, yes. I mean, he's got it down to a science where he he can put out. Probably as good a quality podcast, audio-wise, as anybody can do, and do it in like you know, if it's a seventy-five minute podcast, he puts in seventy-eight minutes, right? Because he's just buttoned down everything works the way it's supposed to. He's got all of his sound cues set up and ready to go, because they they basically do the the Mac Geek App live. They get yeah. done recording and he just hits. He, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's why I said 78 minutes for a 75-minute thing. Yeah, mine takes a lot longer than that. <laughs> well, and I, I'm always wanting to go back in and do post. I'm always I, thinking I, I want to take out I want to take out the gap, the pause. I want to take out that deep breath that you took that you know I can hear. Honestly, for the part like the part that we're doing right now, I won't touch that. Other than to make sure that everything nothing is, I have turned on is interfering with what what with what's being said. For me, when I record with Gaz, there's anywhere from five minutes to 30 minutes of us BSing back and forth. That you want to take out. Well, it, it's easy enough to take out, but then I throw it in at the end, and I'll take like certain segments of it for like after show. So when, right. you, hear, when you hear the ending music for the MyMac.com podcast after the third section... Keep listening. Don't, yeah, it's like a Marvel movie. Don't leave. Exactly. At, don't leave before the credits. Before end. the credits are done. So, and and I very, I have to very judiciously take certain segments of that because there's other parts of it. It's like, yeah, I don't want to hear that out on the internet. So we'll just like, okay, not there and not there. This is okay, not there and. What not do you there. use to edit audio? Just GarageBand. I did for a long time, but then I learned how to use Logic Pro. Yeah. And the thing that's nice about Logic Pro is it's much more gentle on your processor and your memory requirements yeah, are Yeah, GarageBand is... It eats up your whole... You can't do anything else. No. Really. No. If and you're recording, you got to quit everything else. I have a brand new, relatively new, 4.2 gigahertz iMac i7 with 48 gigs of yeah, You memory. would think that that would be sufficient to run GarageBand so. effectively, but GarageBand's are just... Too it's slow a bloat. Errors. It's a bloat. Now I've I've tried and they Studio haven't one. optimized it on purpose I think because so if, if you're gonna if you're gonna do real work they want you to buy Logic Pro yeah and it's only what one ninety nine or one ninety nine yeah it's one ninety nine and that's an amazing I mean that's just is an the amazing workflow price. very similar to GarageBand it's almost the same the interface is slightly different but the workflow is ex- almost exactly the same and you can open GarageBand files and modify them and work on them in Logic they use the same file format. So, so the thing is, when you've got Logic Pro, you can then add some, you can do things like compression and equalization in real time and not have your whole machine at 99% you know, right. CPU. It's almost worth learning just because at some point, 
GarageBand's overhead is going to make it so you can't do something you want to do. You like live casting at the same yeah. time. Yeah, oh yeah. Could you imagine if I'd had GarageBand going at you the couldn't. same time? You this couldn't. You couldn't. Machine, this machine would have just exploded. That's the other thing that I think Mimo needs to do is be more optimized because on my machine, I have to, I have to at first I set up a, a separate user account. Right. I go into that with nothing running, nothing in the menu bar going. No uh, startup items, no login items. And I, I would work from there when I did broadcasting because Mimo is pretty sensitive to other stuff going on. Yeah. So basically I set up this environment for it. But then last week I forgot to do it. I just closed it. I just quit everything that wasn't necessary. And my, I did a 45-minute webinar and it was fine. So maybe it's been optimized. I, I know I just got an update a couple weeks ago, and I think maybe they did some optimizing. Well, honestly, um, with with I I have run many different live casting hmm? software packages, and with Mimo, I typically have I have Audio Hijack going because I have to get right. I have to grab Skype audio right. and bring that in. Uh, I've got Skype running, either Skype or Discord running at the same time, right. and I'm grabbing a window from that so that people can see right. the person that's on the other right. end of that. And, um, of course, I have Mimo running as well, and it handles it. It handles it reasonably well. Yeah, it does. It's the thing for me was it handles it reasonably well until it does. starts stuttering, and then the red lights start coming on. You know, it's like some of that is bandwidth, but some of it for me was CPU. Because I could right. see the, you know, I leave the little blue meters up uh, from from uh, uh, Activity Monitor. You know, I, when I'm broadcasting, I'll put those on screen somewhere so I can see if I'm pegging the processors. I've got it in the menu bar, but it's very small. Right. So, you know, I like a big blue thing. If they're way up near the top, i got to stop and figure out what's using up. <laughs> So it, it used to be like that. Right. And now it's, it seemed like last week it was so they much just better. Did an update. Yeah. I got an update a couple of weeks ago, and the last time I tried it, I forgot to go into a different user account and make everything all pristine, and everything worked fine. So I'm thinking maybe it's a problem of the past, or it was something else I was running that I wasn't running or last maybe week. Maybe the Apple update made things better. Oh, yeah. There have been a couple was, Apple updates. What was I just saying? An Apple update that made things better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, there's been a couple probably since the last time I did a, a live show. Right. So, yeah, one or the other, but I'm happy that I don't have to switch to another user account every time I want to record stuff. Yeah, um, now I've tried uh, Ecamm Live, which works very well, and it's got a low footprint. Right. For uh, a live casting software, it doesn't do nearly. Yeah, it's it's a very basic very, thing. Very very basic. If you've used any of the well, Ecamm Live, you can do like nine things. With Mimo, you it's like nine thousand. You can do as many as your as your computer can handle. Yes, and there's lots more variety. I right. Mean, he's, there's lots more different kinds of things, and and certainly more professional stuff, but. The eCam, the, the thing is, it's simple, mm -hmm. and it's got what you need to do a, a, to get a, online. To do a, a podcast, broadcast, whatever, a live show. And, and the thing is, if you, have you ever used any of the webinar software? So I, I'm using Webinar Ninja now, and I, I uh, had another one before that, and I tried uh, Webinar Jam. They all have the same kind of thing where they're like eCam. You know, they've got a very basic... Uh, Choose the camera, choose the layout, 
choose a window or your desktop, embed your face either in the corner or to the side, and that's it. You don't have lower thirds, you don't have uh, titling, you don't have a lot of the things that you get with Mimo. And that's the thing is, I don't know anything else that gives you all of those things you know, not not. Uh, you said something about an open source thing that I've never seen. That might yeah, be able OBS. to do some OBS. But but you know, the thing is, for me, if I'm going to do user, this, the I user want user interface. Not good. It's not that it's not good. It's not intuitive, huh? and that's the one thing that Mimo Live has. Oh yeah, it's so easy to look at it and say, okay, oh well, there's that's, all that's my how this works. Yeah, and okay, and here's the stuff that I'm going to switch back and forth to. And as long as you remember that the stuff on top always shows up. It's a stack. Yeah. It's a stack. So it's like layers. Right. Whatever's behind and, whatever. And Wirecast does that as well, but I don't like the user interface for it. Yeah, I think the the interface for this is great because it reminds me of uh, layer the layers palette in Photoshop. And I know how that works, and I know that the thing on the bottom will be blocked visualize. by the thing above it. So, you know, you can look at that and go, oh, wait, if I turn that on, you're going to lose this. I have to put that above here. Right. Real easy. It is. And it's real easy to troubleshoot. You know, it's like if I do something wrong, it's usually very obvious how to fix it. Oh, yeah, I have to press the green button. That's why I'm not seeing that. But I love it because it really is professional quality switcher and, and yeah. broadcast effects and titling. And everybody that watches my webinars that, that knows this stuff goes, how are you doing that? That's yeah. so cool. No, it's even better. I got news crawls. You know, yeah. I can pre-program a news crawl when I'm, when I'm about to go on the air. I can say, we'll be starting in five minutes, and right. it rolls until I get there. And well, you, you can, you can, awesome. You can capture, I mean, you can use somebody else's URL. Like, if you wanted to have CNN's news crawl. Right, right. They Anything that's an RSS, you can yeah. put in. But I, I make my own. I, I like, right. hand make them for each show. If, if it's going to start in 15 minutes, I yeah, start I a crawl. The same thing and then the I stick my, I stick my uh, picture of the book as the separator, so yeah. that they keep seeing the book on the loop. <laughs> Except it's so tiny. It's well, I make them pretty big. When okay. I do a crawl, I make it about, I make it like a lower third. <laughs> as, as long as you figure big any, crawl. anything from here down, they yeah. don't need to see anyway. Right. Well, I'm not wearing pants. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a visual. Jeff, need. Jeff, Jeff Gamut taught me that when you when you uh, record video for these things, you don't, don't wear have to pants. wear pants. You don't have to. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where to go to, to from there, Bob. So, well, I live in Texas, and it's really hot, so I never wear pants. I always wear shorts. And you, and you like, use different chairs a lot, I'm guessing. Different chairs? Yeah. No. no I have a great chair with a lumbar support and shoulder straps to keep me in the chair. And nobody else wants to sit in that chair. Nobody will ever sit in that chair. It's all customized for me. It's got this weird lumbar thing with straps and... Nobody but me knows how to sit in it. So, yeah, and plus, I wear shorts. I said I don't wear pants, but I didn't say I was naked. I, I wear shorts okay. year-round in Austin. Bob, if, if people wanted to find out more information about you and your stuff, how would they do it? Oh, that's very easy. You will go to WorkingSmarterForMacUsers.com, and everything is there. There's... Uh, free stuff and you can sign up for my mailing list and you can buy stuff it's just awesome what if, if i mean if they googled like bob levitas would that they would find that would come up that would be well see here's the thing there's boblevitas.com also if you can spell levitas 
And it, it, it uh, redirects to working smarter. So whichever you can memorize easier, BobLevitas.com. Levitas.com also, I think, redirects, I'm pretty sure. My dad had that domain, believe it or not. My dad bought a domain in the 80s or 90s. Are you kidding? You bought it? What do you do with it? He said, nothing. I don't know how to use it. But I thought I should get Levitas because somebody else might want it. Yeah, and there's only one. So I got it. (laughs) Okay, we'll just redirect that to some. I don't want to maintain three websites. Right. So everything redirects to working smarter. Working smarter is kind of the blanking. Blanket over, over, uh, you know. Overreach. Yeah, it's the the umbrella. Right. Under which everything else falls. So (laughs) BobLevitas.com is a subset of working smarter for Mac users. Okay. Levitas and... Bob, I appreciate that you coming in and, and spending some time with me. Thanks for having me. It was nice to be had. Anytime. <laughs> Everyone, please stand by to stand by. There will be at least one more section of the MyMac.com podcast here at MacStock 2018. We'll be right back. Excellence in mediocrity. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices at Mac Stock in Chicago. I'm here with Guy Searle, who is doing some podcasting of his own from the conference. And we're going to do something a little different because while he's on Mac Voices, I'm going to be on his show at the same time. So, Guy, crank up the My Mac Podcast. And welcome, everyone, to the last and final, maybe, section of the MyMac.com podcast here at Mac Stock. 2018. We are having a wonderful time, and I'm joined in this third segment with Chuck Joyner. So, Chuck, tell me, what, what, what have you been doing during this show? Yeah. Well, I've been doing some speaking, I've been doing some interviews, and now I get to talk to you. Oh, I'm sorry. So, well, you, you're not ending on a high note, then? Well, well, well I'm not ending yet, so this is not, <laughs> this is not the end for Mac Voices here at MacStock. <laughs> How about you? You've, have you just been hanging out here? Because it seems to me that your setup, we're talking through about 17 miles of cable. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I set up all of this gear yesterday, and then I had trouble with two of the microphones. And uh, fortunately, Oliver from Boink's Software was here, so he was giving me a hand with some of the live cast stuff that I was doing. But, you know, and I've come to realize that for all of this stuff that I brought, I could have left about half of it at home, and everything still would have been fine. I didn't need the headphone amplifiers and all the headphones because we're at one table and everybody can hear everyone else. <sighs> so yeah, so that's it's it's you know live and learn. Next year I'll have less stuff. Well, and I I confess I'm in the same boat. I brought too much gear, but you you weren't quite sure what we're going to set up and how we're going to set up. Right. And so you think, gee, the last thing I want to do is not have that one piece of kit that I really need. Yeah, and I didn't have that one piece of kit that I really needed. <laughs> In order to make the head whoops! In order to make the headphone amp work, uh, I needed a, a quarter to a quarter uh, TRS cable. Didn't have one. They weren't here on the table. And by the time everything was done yesterday, it was too late to go and get one. And then I realized I didn't need it anyway. So yeah. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, what have you thought of MacStock so far? I mean, we're we're in the second day here. We're about almost halfway through the second day. I've got I've had a chance to sit in some of the presentations, not nearly as many as I'd like because I was prepping for mine. But you may have had a little more opportunity, or you may have been here trying to get things to work. I've pretty much been here making things work. I have actually, and for the last two or three years, I've actually missed almost all the presentations 
because I was so focused on getting all, you know, I was, I was talking to Adam on uh, Friday and I was telling him about all the stuff I was going to do. And he looked at me, he says, you know, you're, you're, you're a freaking gearhead. And it was like, Oh God, no, I'm not. Yes, I am. I can't deny it. So I, I, I come out to shows like this. It was the same way when I was, when I was going to Macworld, the Macworld Expo. Uh, especially the last two years when the only thing I took out there was an iPad. I did everything from an iPad, which I guess you're kind of doing this year. And um, it can be done, especially back then. It just takes three times as long to do anything that you want to do. Uh, but it does work. You, you can make it all work. And that's part of what being a, a gearhead means, is you look, you look for ways to make things difficult that should be easy. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to accept that, <laughs> but I think there is this strange attraction to buttons and switches and things that plug in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that uh, I think that has a lot to do with my upbringing in South Florida in the '70s. You know, I just always got to find those buttons to push. Oh, oh, oh sure, but I'm not sure that had anything to do with no. time or location. I think maybe it's, not. It's somewhere in the genes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wearing shorts today. Oh, sorry. So the other thing you did do yesterday is you and Tim Robertson put on the MyMac, oh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sorry, contest? The, or? My, the MyMac game show. The game show, excuse me, game show. Um, and it was a great way to end the day because everybody seemed to be having a good time and you rejiggered it this year so that more people got to participate. Yeah, well, we also had a lot more prizes to give away. So uh, the, the way it worked last year, we had questions up on the board and I would run around you know, and get people to participate and uh, they would have to answer the question. This year we decided uh, to, to kind of change it up. We would have some, some guest VIPs up on stage. We had uh, Barry Falk, we had Kelly Gumont, we had, um, uh, 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 I just had him, yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> Bob, Dr. Bob, McElevitis. Yeah, Dr. McElevitis. And we had Robo Larry from, from OWC. And one of the funniest moments wasn't, unfortunately, wasn't on screen. Because at first, we weren't even really sure if we were going to be able to have him on because we were having connection problems. And then after Tim and I had kind of gotten started, they wheeled out Robo Larry. And uh, they, you know, he turned and he started going toward the end of the stage. And of course, you know, Larry O'Connor, who's the CEO of, of, of uh, MaxSales.com, you know, visit them for all of your needs. Uh, he couldn't see where the end of the stage was. So he's rolling forward, and the closer he got to the end, the the buzz in the room was like, no, 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 no. And you know, I think somebody actually went and restrained Robo Larry to keep him from going off the stage. And I was talking to somebody later. I said, you know what would have been really funny if you, well, it probably would have destroyed Robo Larry, but if you had made it so that it rolled off the stage, and then when you picked it up and put it back on the stage, Robo Larry had a bloody nose. So like a yep. virtual virtual injury. That it was an interesting idea, and you yeah. know, of course, what could go wrong, you know? But but you guys tried it, and it worked probably about what eighty five percent of the time, ninety percent of the time, at least for the stage part. Yeah, it worked about as well as as it was going to, uh, and it, it's not that you know anything was wrong technically. The problem is, as it is with audio, is latency. So you have to have. The signal from Larry from OWC come to here, go through the network, show up on the screen, and then you hear what he has to say. And then when you talk to him, it does the same thing in reverse. So there's always a certain time factor from when something is said to when it's received by the other person. 
that you have to kind of account for as you do it, which is why when it, when it didn't work originally, we were like, okay, almost in a panic mode, we have to get at least one other person to do this with them. And fortunately, Kelly Gamont was available and agreed to, you know, to come on and kind of save our asses. So save our assets. There we go. So it, it was a lot of fun. I got a chance to go out into the audience. Now, if you watch the actual presentation, you, you won't see me at all because I was out. I wasn't on stage with everybody else. I was out in the audience with other people and getting them to either agree or disagree with the celebrity person who was answering the question. And uh, I thought it was a really fun format and that it worked really well. I, no, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I was, I, I'm never quite sure about how that kind of thing is going to play in a bunch of geeks. And it plays right. so well. But it's played well every year that you've done it, just with, with different variations. Well, I know um, the first two years of the Max Stock Conference, Tim did this, like, uh, speaker roundup. And that, were, that was fun. But we kind of wanted to take it in a direction where we could get the audience involved, which is where... Because Tim and I had done like game shows and stuff for sponsors out at the Macworld Expo, so we kind of blew the dust off that concept and said, "Okay, well, you know, we're going to do the same thing, except now it's going to be here at MacStock." And for the last two years, it it just it was just so much fun because people got a chance to win prize because it really didn't matter whether you knew the answer or not; you were going to win a prize, the same prize whether or not you were going to be right or wrong. So. It was like you know, it, it's it just can you can you stump can, or can the, uh, the the VIP that's answering the question stump you and fool you into thinking that their answer, which is wrong, is the right answer? And you know, Barry did that a lot, and actually Robo Larry from OWC tried that a couple times, and and it was it worked that well. It was fun, and I gave some some hints to some of the people that were there, I would say, okay, you don't know what the answer is? I'm going to give you a hint. It's B. Yeah. <laughs> that was my hint. Yeah, which anybody that knows you knows that that's the kind of hint you would give. Yeah, that is, yeah. The, because I can't get much more complicated yeah. than that. Yeah. It's like, well, if you took the, the second letter of the alphabet and you applied that in such a way that it was the inverse square, it's like, yeah, I can't do that. I, that's just not my style. <laughs> So will you be, well, you mentioned that you didn't need half the stuff. You'll be back last, next year with less stuff, right? Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, my whole goal is to have enough stuff to be able to record four people at the same time, uh, which I can with this setup, and uh, also to be able to do live casts. Now, I did a couple yesterday. I did one with, uh, with Bob Levitas, and I did another one with... Uh, I can't remember who it is now at the top of my head, but somebody else. And, you know, right over on the Facebook. And the only limiting factor was bandwidth. Bandwidth was the issue. Because we were using Mimo Live, which, uh, if you haven't tried Mimo Live, you can check that out at, at you know, boinks, boinks.com, yeah. boinkstv.com. And it's, it, if you have any interest at all in live casting, it, it's amazing software. And it takes the, the complications of having multiple cameras in multiple microphones and multiple sources and all these different, you know, you want to do lower thirds and you wanted to have, you know, little blurbs going across the screen here, there, and everywhere. Uh, Mimo, Mimo Live is probably the best software to do that. Now, you can do the same thing with something like OBS if you can work your way through the interface because it OBS does not everything that... that that Mimo Live does, but it does most of it. So if you don't have a lot of money, that's the way you have to go. You just have to learn 
how it works to be able to make it happen. And the other one on, on the probably least expensive side that I've tried is uh, Ecamm Live software. And that also works well, but it doesn't do nearly half the stuff that Mimo Live does. Oh, Mimo Live is a TV station and a, and a piece of software on your, on your yeah. laptop. Uh, I've used Ecamm as well, and, and I like it because if you're trying to do, if you're trying to do a one-man show where you're the one looking at the camera and also trying to look down occasionally, it, it doesn't do as much, but it does enough, and it's something that's manageable. Mimo Live, you need to, it's a bit more of a learning curve, but you'll be able to do some amazing things with it. Yeah, the, and the nice thing about Mimo Live, uh, you can set up everything that like you want to have. You go from a screen that has your splash screen, you know, with your logo and whatever on it, and then you want it, you want your camera that is focused on you to come in and then have a lower third attached to that, and then that go away, and then you want a, a scrolling URL to come on after that. You can do all that in Mimo Live, and it's just I want to use shortcut O, and all that stuff just happens. But again, it's a lot of pre-production. Yes. Whereas with Ecamm, and I've used Switcher Studio here at Mac at MacStock to uh, to send some stuff to Facebook Live. There, it's just a matter of you know one camera. Well, with Switcher, you can do more, but at least for right now, I'm doing one. Right. Um, and you don't have to do a lot of pre-production. You can, but you don't have to. So. Well, and with with something like Ecamm Live, you can't do a lot of pre-production yeah. because it's it's limited in what it can do. Not necessarily on purpose, but they know their audience. And and for a person that's doing live casts, that's doing it by themselves, something like Ecamm works well because chances are they're only going to have one audio source and they're only going to have one video source. So you don't need to be doing a lot of switching between all those things because it's from the moment that you start until the moment that you end, it's going to be just those things, those few things. Okay, so we have to wrap up both shows. Do you want to wrap first or should I wrap first? Well, you started, so why don't I wrap first? Okay. So everyone, thank you. Chuck, thank you for, for being on. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, chances are, even though I'm at one hour and ten minutes into this podcast, I'll probably do one or two more sections. This is going to be a real long one. So everyone, please stand by to stand by. And the mighty, mighty MyMac.com podcast will be right back. Tending to digress or to reply to questions obliquely. The GMAC on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to what will be the last section of the MyMac <laughs> podcast 716. I know this is a long one, but we've had some great speakers. And I wanted to kind of end this podcast with the person that made it all possible, well, along with Barry Falk and lots of other volunteers. <laughs> That's Mike Potter from the For Mac Eyes Only podcast, who is the uh, the creator of MacStock from the very, very beginning. How's it going, Mike? <laughs> it's going great. And you're not kidding about everyone who made this possible. Uh, you, you mentioned the volunteers, and <clears throat> they're just phenomenal. Uh, of course, that includes my own family. My dad, my wife, my daughter are all here helping. Uh, we have Cindy Rotz, um, we have Kim Mace out here, <laughs> and I mean, it, it's just uh, incredible how much work they're all putting into this and um, just making it all happen. Yeah, well, I mean, it, and this is this is a labor of love. Oh my gosh, it Brian has Henson. has been from like the very beginning. Brian Henson, right there. Our, our tech Without guy. him, 
it, it, it really wouldn't be possible. He's the one, he's our speaker liaison. And he, he's the one that makes, uh, makes the decision who gets the gear. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Who's going to get the gear? Who's going to get the gear? Who's going to be on stage? He gets them there. I mean, from simple things like getting them their, their water to making sure they're prepped, their mic is on, getting on stage, making them feel comfortable, getting their slides ready. Robots? Uh, without Brian, I, I don't know how I could do this. <laughs> okay. Now, what do you think has changed from the first year to this year? <laughs> um, so much and so little. Um, uh, in terms of the community aspect, in terms of the quality of presentations we have on stage, uh, none of that has changed. The feel of the venue, uh, that's, that's all stayed the same. <clears throat> what has changed are just some of the details, minor details, uh, going from one day to now two days. Uh, we are, uh, we're themed now. We, were, we never had a theme before. It was just kind of, you know, Speak about what you'd want to speak about. And this year, I just I gave every speaker a mission. I said, that your mission this year is going to be on uh, giving a talk on productivity. And, uh, oh, I, I mean, we have a keynote speaker this year, Bob Dr. McLevitis. Yeah, I had uh, him on earlier. That is, uh, that's brand new to Spec this year and something I hope we can continue year after year. And uh, then we have this uh, amazing world premiere, actually wasn't originally going to be but it worked out just uh, just right for us anyway i don't know about for noah but uh filmmaker from canada noah leon is uh here and uh, we're we're gonna have the world premiere of his movie love notes to newton uh, another super exciting thing yep and when when you look at at you know everything that you've done in relation to max stock from the from the very very beginning <laughs> yeah if if you could sum it up in like one or two words, what what do you think that would be? Oh my gosh! If, if I that, there, maybe those are your words. But if if I were to look at everything done for Max Talk in four years, you know, someone asked me yesterday. Maybe this doesn't answer your question, but I was standing in line for for lunch. They always have a fantastic lunch here. At yes, school. they do. And uh, someone someone just offhandedly said, oh, well, you're the face of MaxDoc. <clears throat> and I said, you know, uh, I'm not. And they said, yes, you are. And I said, no, no, I'm not. I said, look at all these people sitting in the, in the cafeteria area here, the, the uh, community room where lunch is served. That's the face of MaxDoc. So I think if there was one word that summed up everything that represented MaxDoc, it would be community. Community, yeah, I would agree with that. And, you know, I noticed you know, when Tim and I walked in for uh, your original presentation yesterday morning and for Bob Levitas's keynote, right? There was definitely more people here. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Definitely. Than there was last year, and uh, and the easiest way to tell was <laughs> the the lower part of the auditorium, mm -hmm. which is where you know a lot of people like to sit. That would, that had pretty much the same number of people that it always did. But it was the upper part of the, uh, the auditorium that really had a lot in. more people this year. Yeah. Yeah, we had um, about, this is just off the top of my head, we had about 30 more people this year than we did last year, which <clears throat> you say 30 and it doesn't sound like a lot, but really it's about 25% more people than we've had in the past. And for a small community, for a small community show like this, uh, that's, that's outstanding. And that doesn't even include the digital pass. We're, we offered for the first time this year a digital pass for folks who 
who simply can't make it for personal reasons, professional reasons, they don't have the vacation time, uh, you can pick up a digital pass. You'll be able to pick up a digital pass for several weeks after MaxDoc ends and take in at least the main, se- main stage sessions and the keynotes on the main stage. Uh, we're working on getting the other, uh, other deeper keynotes, or other deep. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. The uh, that's what happens. I get Max Doc brain by the end of the day on Sunday. <laughs> uh, yes, the 20 minute sessions and wow. the keynote and the deeper dives in the right. afternoon, all from the main stage, uh, will be in the digital pass. And then we're working to get the other deeper dives from the breakout room on the digital pass as well. That'll take a little bit longer. Yeah. So, uh, did, did I not answer your question? No, you did. You did. <laughs> is is there anything about uh, the show this year that that you're going to change for next year, or is it just going to be more of a continuation and a build upon the, the success <clears throat> of this year? Well, the theme of productivity is is the theme's going to change. We're going to have a new theme for next year. Uh, that's one thing that will be different. Uh, I hope to continue the what, what we started this year with the keynote. And we do have something that will be announced at the end of today's. So no no spoilers. No spoilers. Well, we're nobody's going to hear we're this recording this. It's all done. We're recording this before the end of the show, so there's no spoilers. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have uh, something new. That Wally Trewinski is going to uh, help run for us next year. That's going to be a, a Max Doc Small Film Festival. Oh, nice. <laughs> so people can like create their own films. And they, can, they can create those films and, and get them over to Lolly, and uh, he's going to pick some of, the, some of the best of the best. And well, is, is there going to be like a time limit of, of how long these films can be or subject matter? We're recording this before the final announcement, and, and those are some of the details I don't, still working I don't quite have yet. <laughs> I should have talked to Wally about that a little bit more before we sat down. Well, you're a busy guy. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's something new for next year. And I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. That was an idea he brought to the table. And he said, what, what do you think about this? And we're always looking for something new and something different. And, and uh, while the core of the conference will remain the same, this will be the new and different next year. Right. And then uh, uh, since we are recording this after, uh, I can go ahead and say that the theme for next year is... Create. Ah, so it, not so much productivity, but creation. Uh, creation. And, and again, just like this year, I, I simply gave the speakers that one word, productivity. There you go. It was kind of up to them. Now you, you tell me you know, how your talk is going to fit within that, that parameter. Cool. And, and that's what, what's going to be the same for next year, too. Create. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean... Podcast, movie making. Does it mean writing? Does it mean it, it could be anything? Those are, those are just right off the top of my head things that are, cre- you know, thought of as being creative. Thought of as being creative, exactly. But um, there's a lot of things that could apply even to daily uh, business, personal life that could fall within that category. And I'm I'm pretty excited to see what people submit for next year. Yeah, that sounds like it's going to be. Well, I mean, like yeah. every single year has been great. But that sounds like kind of an exciting twist. I, I think so. I think so. I like the idea of theming it. And, and uh, it's worked out pretty well this year. Okay. Well, if people wanted to get a hold of you and find out more information about MaxDoc or the For Mac Eyes Only podcast, how would they do so? Mm. Well, the best place to find out more about MaxDoc is to go to MaxDocConferenceAndExpo.com. 
Uh, every year we have a variant of that. So this year's MaxDoc2018.com. Next year will be MaxDoc2019.com. Say it ain't so. Yeah. I have, <laughs> you know, I actually haven't registered through 2030. Oh, I'm glad you're thinking ahead. I'm thinking ahead. So we're, we're ready to go for at least another 10 years. Sounds like a winner to me. Well, uh, if, you'd we'll like, if you'd like to get a hold of me, my email address is guy at mymac.com, probably. Uh, you can also find me on the Twitters. My Twitter handle is MacParrot. Of course, this is the mymac.com podcast. I also do Guy's Daily Drive, which you can find on YouTube and audio only over there in the, uh, the iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. And every Wednesday night, I do a live cast, usually with Warren Sklar, over there on the Books of Face. And uh, that is called Mac to the Future. And uh, I think that is going to do it for, for this podcast that is now over an hour and 20 minutes. And we will catch you next week. Uh, Gaz, hopefully, will be back. So everybody have a, uh, a, a great week. Make sure that you check out Max.conference and Expo.com. And that you make your plans to be here. Dinga Dairy. That's all I got to say. Be here next year. You won't regret it. And we'll, and we'll catch you next time. Good night, everybody. Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac Podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac Podcasting Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever, the Let's Talk Podcast, Essential Apple Podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts. Podcasts.